episode of The Big Question presented by our friends film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the best sci-fi fantasy films of the last decade best on the, based on the io9 bracket. As always, I'm Rose Kerwood, and this is joined by Josh Traley. Hello, everybody. Hello, Cooper. And sorry about your guys' brackets getting busted up. Yeah. Did you phone out? Of course. I always, are you, are you, are you, my head. You doing good? My heart. The stats. And then, like, the analytical one, where I'm like, let's look up everything and size up the teams and then go with a gut feeling from there. And your best one so far? I have not scored them yet. I usually wait till the weekend's over. Oh, okay. It's just too much effort to be like, how am I doing so far? Four different champions or one major one? One major one is Michigan State. Oh, okay. Same here. Yeah. I did did Tom Izzo in the month of... I always, I always bet April. on Tom Izzo, and mm-hmm. it feels like for the last five years I've been let down I, every time. <laughs> right. I hate his guts, but I'm like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever the better than is. Duke. <laughs> it's be, it's be, well, yeah, better than Duke, better than North Carolina. Um, right now I'm kind of rooting for LSU just to like – they were like my, my heart wanted to have them going far. Uh-huh. I'm like, they're bought and paid for players. I mean, at <laughs> least like we have evidence of it. So I was like, they got to be worth their salt in some kind right. of way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, if you're looking for our brackets on Friends in Film, we don't have any on there, but I just needed a segue to let you guys know you can follow us on Twitter at Friends in Film, and you can get the rest of our shows, our round of 32 big question episode, as well as our review of um, us that we released on Monday. You can find those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts can be found, but... Most importantly, on Apple Podcasts, if you could please rate us and review us, that will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. Yeah, well, last week was our round of 64. Yes. This week is our round of 32. That's what um, I meant. So if you missed that episode, like Josh said, go back in your iTunes feed, which hopefully you are subscribed to, and check that out to figure out what the matchups are. And we'll just kick right off here with our round of 32 this week. Next week, we're back to the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matchups, and then the final week with the Final Four and Championship game, plus... Uh, who we thought were maybe snubbed from this list, uh, this bracket altogether. So, kicking off, opening round, round one, Mad Max, Fury Road versus Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Josh? It's Mad Max, Fury Road. I'm, really? You're, right? I I think so, but I thought I, I, thought I, I was going to get pushback. I, I, I think so, too, because there's a moniker of originality inside of that, but also, it's just relentless. Yeah. From the word go. And as much as I love The Last Jedi um, in every sense of the way, I don't think anything in that film is as innovative, not even to say innovative, but just as hardcore as Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I like, honestly thought I was going to have to be like, all right, I was prepared for you to permanent marker in Last <laughs> Jedi and like get Mad Max off this list uh, and I was going to be a little heartbroken about it but I was prepared so to now have like Mad Max entrenched in moving ahead uh, I'm thrilled about because yeah it's George Miller's like return to this insane uh, action that like we've never like it's the kind of stuff like we don't see anymore like mm-hmm. the practical levels of it all the the grueling desert heat that he put his entire crew through uh it is really just insane the post the post apocalyptic world uh we get Charlize Theron giving an incredible performance here and the movie just from start to finish looks impeccable uh it just it's just so gorgeous and like even when it is using CG to give you the giant sandstorms and everything it's mm-hmm. like they look 
so good mm-hmm. and you just can't help but just be like engrossed by this movie yeah absolutely it is it is like mad max would desert deserves a spot on this list like representatively but those first three movies are just fine mm-hmm. they're not really great they're just here's the thunderdome yeah. and all of these things like pop culture references this takes all of that puts it on wheels and hurls this on a relentless journey and you have to reward that i, I love the last jedi with all my heart but um it's not a better sci-fi movie than or fantasy movie than Mad Max. Yeah, no, completely agree. So Mad Max moving on to the Sweet 16, which brings us to the number five seed Black Panther versus number 13 seed Wind Rises. Josh, neither of us saw Wind Rises. (laughs) No. (laughs) Even though we were like, well, maybe we will. So we didn't. So I feel like it makes it pretty easy to advance Black Panther. It does make it really easy to advance Black Panther, Um, especially to, I mean, listen, I'm sure the Wind Rises is very terrific in all of its beautiful animated ways but sorry no thank you black but, panther does a lot for i mean it creates an entire civilization and runs with it yes and that's to be lauded as much as possible right i mean at the same time like i'm sure when it rises you're great you're a great uh anime movie but at the same time black panther's like one of the most like important movies of last year uh, not only for Marvel, but for superhero movies, but for all of blockbuster filmmaking, or just for Hollywood in general, really. Uh, I mean, it got a Best Picture nomination and ran home with three Oscar wins at the end of the day. So uh, it's it's super impressive. Uh, Coogler delivers here um, on another level that maybe he hasn't done before. I, I still think it's up for debate if whether I like Creed or this better. Even Fruitvale Station is really solid, um, but Black Panther just does so much with what it is giving and giving us this uh, incredible world, this great cast mm-hmm. uh, with a Winston Duke who's breaking out in us or even Lupita Nyong'o who's breaking out even further in us. And hopefully mm-hmm. is yeah. this reception to us is being seen by Kuvan Beck. I need to uh, up, up her role in the sequel a little bit For just sure. to give her more screen time. But uh, I also think the, the key here is that Black Panther through its themes, through its story, uh, through its execution will also just stand the test of time, which uh, I think it's an important thing here when we're determining the best sci-fi fantasy movie of the last decade. Like Black Panther is not one that I'm going to see in three years and be mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not that great. It, it, I mean, it's good, but it, it, it's not it's not that important. And I think it's always going to have that that specialty to it. Yeah, absolutely. So Black Panther moves on, which brings us to the number 11 seed Avengers versus number three seed Moon. Josh? I guess you have to push Avengers forward. You guess? Uh, yeah, and like as much as I like Moon and that how great it is for it, I think it's a directorial debut by him. Yes, by, by uh, Duncan Jones. By Duncan Jones. Um, it's it's slow and uneven, and mm-hmm. y- as well as Sam well Rock- as well as Sam Rockwell carries the movie. Um, Avengers is just like a quintessential action film that you have to push forward. I think um, because execution and how much fun it is and like the fantasy of it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Moon is sort of ambiguous in the end and it's sort of just like, okay, lots of clones and now he's going to go see his daughter. The end. Like, I mean, like it, it, it's touching, but um, it's certainly not better than the Avengers on an entertainment level. Right. I mean, Moon, yeah, like you said, great sci-fi movie. Um, Great debut by Duncan Jones, but it's not even his best sci-fi movie that he's made. Source Code is so much better. Yep. Um, so 
I mean, if we're talking Source Code versus Avengers, it'd still be a, a somewhat of a debate because I love both those movies, but I'd still give the edge to Avengers. And I was prepared to use my permanent marker on this, but since you're already in agreement, I will hold on to that, I yeah. guess. Um, but really, I think Avengers is just such a, a special movie that kind of revolutionized Hollywood in many ways, whether it's you like that or not, uh, for what has come afterwards. Mm-hmm. It is a movie that is uh, still the test time. I just rewatched it again uh, this past week for, for my Avengers Endgame rewatch that I'm in the middle of. And I'm just, every time I see it, I'm just kind of amazed by how well this works because we've seen that it doesn't always work out this well for sure when you're throwing together all these different characters all these different personalities with all mm-hmm. these different egos from an actor standpoint and just the way that Whedon's able to uh slowly bring them all together but then give like the lesser known ones the the shine at the start like we're we're kicking off the movie with Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Phil Coulson, Hawkeye, uh Black Widow and Mark Ruffalo's version of Hulk. We don't get you know, Chris Hemsworth, Rob Downey Jr., or Chris Evans until, like, 25 minutes into the movie, which is just, like, crazy. Um, but it really works for that film and allows everybody watching it to get connected to these characters. So that way, when they all do come together for the epic, you know, 360 spinning shot, yeah, you're you're locked in, you're fist pumping, and you're like, yes, let's go, like, destroy the Chitauri. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Avengers, uh, very happy to see it moving on. So that brings us then to the uh, matchup of the 10 seed force awakens versus number two seed snow piercer. Oh man. Snow piercer. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I think so. I, we've seen like, listen, star Wars is great, but it's not original. And it, like, I know it sounds crazy for me to say that, but I, I mean, for like we, uh, these, this, those films were advanced forward. But at the same time, Snowpiercer is, I mean, it kind of, it runs with like, like a Black Panther premise in some ways, but it's like about class, the back of the train. Um, and, but also like mobs and, uh, I don't know, like all of these, like the, all of these things while on a train hurling through, I don't know, po- like an ice, ice, new ice aged planet. Yeah, yep. And Chris Evans is acting in this movie is like the most dynamic I think of his career. Jamie Bell's great in it. Octavia That's Spencer. Right. That's right. Um, and then who's who's at the front of the train? Uh, it's a guy some old who's guy. like Stanley Tucci, but not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh, it's uh, no, I was gonna say it's Charles Dance. So I was like, That's not it. It's uh, shoot, I can't think of who it is, but he's. He's really good too. Tilda Swinton's in here as well. Oh yeah, can't Tilda forget. Swinton is super good. Ed Harris, Allison Peel. Yes, Peele. Ed Harris. That's who's at the front. That's right. Yeah. So I was like, no, I, I know it's a prestigious TV actor. He was, he was wrong, he, wrong HBO show. Bald guy. That's yeah. right. And you, all, all the way through it, you are captivated just by the weirdness going on on the train as they, the crew makes its way forward, and. I don't think like Star Wars is like it's we've seen it all before type of thing. As exhilarating as it is, yeah. Like I would be, I would push Snowpiercer forward. Okay, this is really throwing me for all the way through the end. Because oh man, like Force Awakens is just uh, it's just so good. It is so good. (laughs) It's 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 so enjoyable. I thought Jamie JJ does such a good job of bringing this franchise back. And yeah, I, I understand that he like you know. We've seen some of these this stuff before. He's he's lifting, uh, in many ways, the the layout or the structure of A New Hope and just putting 2015 uh, paint on it with brand new characters and, and different 
differences along the way too. But um, I mean, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, Daisy Ridley as Rey, Oscar Isaac as Poe, uh, John Boyega as Finn. Like that quartet is so it's just perfectly cast and perfectly executed. And you mm-hmm. get old grumpy Harrison Ford coming back to the role. And uh, I mean, I love Snowpiercer a lot, but I th- I, th- I would honestly give the edge to Force Awakens, which really which which puts us then in a well, where are we gonna go? I mean, I I, I mean, it's it, I, I I I think it, I think you would have to be. I understand where you're coming from in a lot of ways, but I feel like Snowpiercer is something new. Okay, it is something. It it took thought as much as sci-fi and fantasy i think works in its best ways sci-fi in particular because we're looking at two sci-fi movies here uh-huh. to have something to say and snowpiercer does that better than the force awakens does in a lot of ways um it's a premise that we haven't seen before it's new and it and though it's Action is a little bit ham-fisted, and it's not as clean and big and grandiose and swooping. I mean, I love the action of Snowpiercer. It's it's really grisly. Yeah, uh, like and that, that that train fight. Oh, whew. in the dark. Yes, when like the when they go through the tunnel mm-hmm. is just so uh, visceral that uh, I think it really just looks like Jong Boon Ho is just such a talented director. Yeah, exactly, and I, I really and that and that's the thing that about Snowpiercer that excites me. And I'll use my permanent marker if I have to. And I know you have one left here as well. I I, I won't fight you. I I'll, I will. I, let let's let's etch Snowpiercer in. Okay. In stone here and Chisel I'll move it ahead. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, because. It, it just like it's like in, there's like an industrial ab- yeah. aspect to it and all sorts of things like that. Um, that I mean, it's 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 the I think it's the quintessential steampunk movie mm-hmm. that um, you know doesn't actually look like steampunk in a lot of ways. Yeah, but also does. You right. know, it's like the stripped down <laughs> core of it, mm-hmm. and that's why I love it so much. All right. Snowpiercer moving forward. Uh, no Star Wars movies making it out of the round of thirty-two. Pretty surprised. I, yeah, it's just they're they're great, but they're not where I think everything is. Okay, fair enough. Which brings us to the second part of the bracket, uh, which gives us Edge of Tomorrow, the number one seed versus number nine seed Wonder Woman. Did you have a chance to watch Edge of Tomorrow? No. Okay, and it's it's tough because. I, Mm, Edge Tomorrow is a really great sci-fi film, but I think it also can kind of get a little repetitive. And like, I know I know what we're doing. Like, we're doing this mission, and Tom Cruise is going to die, and we're going to reset the day, and we're going to go back and do mm-hmm. this seventy times over and over again. And it's great, and it's fun, um, and it definitely holds up really well. But then there's like Wonder Woman, which is like possibly like one of the most important blockbusters of the last decade do you feel as much as you do do you is there any moment that is remotely close to her climbing out of the trench in edge of tomorrow no then no. you had then you push one moment forward All right. right can yeah. we do that I, I think i was gonna get my vote and when you put it like that uh i think that's i think that's a great way to kind of summarize it i always it always if you have if you have a question about whether a movie's better or not look for the feeling yeah, that's a good, that's a good then, point. And that's and that's usually how I get along. <laughs> that's the Josh Straley way, so that's how mm-hmm. we'll advance. It's my method. Uh, Wonder Woman ahead here, 
uh, which then brings us to Star Trek, the number five seed, the 09 version, uh, another J.J. Abrams movie versus the Lego movie, the number uh, 13 seed. I am torn a little bit here because I really, I really like the Star Trek movie a mm. lot. Hmm. Like it's my favorite one. I think as I said last week. Yes. Um, but then Lego movie is just so fun <laughs> and clever and it has such a great imaginative world and it pulls off a concept that I think could have gone so terribly wrong um, in bringing Legos to life through a child's imagination stuff. And it's got these great characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like I would give the slight edge to Lego movie. I would agree with you because we, Star Trek is something we've seen before. And though you can make it glossy and cool and fun and like, you know, bring breathe 21st century life and magic to it mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, my imagination is fueled by the Lego movie rather than Star Trek because it's just retreading ideas and things we've seen on screen before mm-hmm. in all sorts of different avenues, discovery or, I mean, which wasn't out at that point, but like all the shows, next generation and, um, whatever the other one was that was on for a while. Uh, there's been too many. And I've never seen yeah, any of the guy from NCIS, new Orleans and quantum leap was in it. I have no idea. No idea. Scott Bacco. Yeah. <laughs> can't think of it, but that, that, that's why I would give like a movie it because it just, it, 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 it stretches your imagination with something that you know and love and puts it on display for you in a lot of ways. And that's why I think it gets the gets the nod. All right. I agree. I agree. Uh, which then brings us to the 11 seed, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, versus the number three seed, X Machina, which is just a real tough matchup because I think they both do uh, maybe a perfect job with the sci-fi premises that they both are working with. Mm-hmm. Both are led by incredible performances, one through Motion Capner by Andy Serkis, and even Toby Kebbell as Koba uh, is fantastic. Um, and then you have like Kurt Russell, or not Kurt Russell, Kerry Russell, and uh, Jason Clark in there as well as the human leads. But then you have Ex Machina with Donald Gleason and Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander. And I think just the, the sci-fi elements are more prominent in Ex Machina, I think it has more mm-hmm. something to say yep. about technology and everything. Um, so I would give my edge to Ex Machina. Yeah, I, w- I would too. Be- it's, I mean, it's Alex Garland hitting it out of the park with his first directorial effort. Um, but it just, it constructs and deconstructs a lot of things about, I don't know, creation, life, or no, like consciousness and things like that, um, that are really familiar and are ideas that gets that run around and played with. Mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes is, again, something we've seen before. And while it's distilled down to something that's a lot more tangible here than right. in the first one, um, or in the first, like, you know, Charles Heston films. Yes. Um, and as great as it is, and is probably the best of those it is, you, you can't beat Ex Machina and you can't beat Oscar Isaac and you can't beat the <laughs> darkness that comes over Donald Gleason and who he is and who he becomes over the course of that movie and how ego gets, you know, used against him in all of those ways. And I think that's so clever and ingenious. Yeah. So we'll advance Ex Machina and then go to the number seven seed, District 9 versus number 15 seed, Blade Runner 2049. 
I think this is the toughest one we're going to have to make a decision with through this entire route. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think there may be like one other one that is that is pretty tough, but I, otherwise I would agree that like it's they're they're so different, and I know I would fall on the side of District Nine, and you would fall on the side of Blade Runner Twenty Four Nine. You really would, and it's 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 really tough, and to maybe use your own points against you, we've seen Blade Runner 2049, that we've seen that universe before. We have. District 9, completely original concept, Neil Blomkamp's directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken, great alien designs, mm-hmm. uh, Shasta Copley's incredible performance, uh, the, the, the the violence, the action, the entertainment, uh, it's, it's really got it all. And I understand Blade Runner is this yeah. technical masterpiece. It's from, visual poetry. Right, from, from Deacons and Denny and Ryan Gosling's subdued performance. Um, the, the cast assembled around him is fantastic. And if we're going off of what looks the best, it's Blade Runner, no doubt about it. But I, I feel like District 9 should move ahead. I will agree with you reluctantly and by the skin of the teeth, like the hardest decision we're making here. Yeah. Um, Snowpiercer, I mean, yeah, like Snowpiercer was tough for me, but it is, I th- yeah, it is, it is impossible for me to argue that Blade Runner is a better film from the last 10 years than District 9 is because District 9 comes out of such a place, especially for South Africa, especially for just, colonialism at large like in that story and the way it and the way it turns the way we've seen aliens mm-hmm. in film on its head and that is that's tough to beat i agree all right so district nine moving ahead and bringing us up to the next section of the bracket which gives us arrival versus ragnarok which uh even though i'm a big mcu guy i think this is honestly the easiest decision of the day of movies i've seen both of mm-hmm. yeah and it's 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 a rival no question about it Absolutely. i think it's denny's closest thing he has to a masterpiece it is no i think it is his masterpiece and i think it'll be the movie that we point to even after dune is been and done regardless of how it's received even if it's received as like a masterpiece like or it just exalted above everything else that's come before it mm-hmm. arrival is the quintessential low-key film um, that both explores our relationship with aliens, humanity, or and, you know, our relationship with common people, and like you know, our co- <laughs> like you know, it, it explores um, a weird, very specific scientific idea, mm-hmm. and then it takes that scientific idea and makes it personal. Yeah, and that those are the four ways that it just it reaches out, it reaches in, and reaches is around the globe for a big hug or something like that. <laughs> and that's why, and then it's beautiful. Bradford Young cinematography in this movie uh, is just gorgeous. So after all of that, yeah. Yeah. I, no. I mean, yes, Thor Ragnarok, great movie, mm-hmm. super fun, but it, it doesn't really stand up. Yeah. In a, it's not a, in a rivals category. Um, so that brings us to the next matchup, the number five seed kick-ass versus the number 13 seed avatar. And I think we're going, I'd vote upset here technically by the seeding standards and give Avatar the edge. Yeah, same here. I would too. All right. I mean, again, kick-ass, fun movie, but we're talking about a technical marvel that really is a game changer in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The highest grossing film of all time, 
Not that that matters in terms of best, but I think it it's uh, it's one to consider. <laughs> right, it's an intergalactic, you know, like colonialism, environmentalism, like things like that. Like there's those there's those grand ideas that sci-fi plays with, but then it's just it has an epic scale to it. Right. That even though like watching it today is like this doesn't really feel like any of the actiony movies that like I see and play yeah. around with today. Like it's not. It's not Fallout or right. Mission Impossible Fallout <laughs> or any Star Wars film or it's, you know, it's none of those in any way, but um, it gets the job done and it, it invokes your imagination. Mm-hmm. So, of course. Yeah. Avatar moving on and then we get War of the Planet of the Apes versus Inception. And this was, this is the, the other one that's really tough. I under, I understand the the genius of Inception, and that's where I would I would I will give Inception my vote here. Uh-huh. But War of the Planet of the Apes, I still think, is such an impressive achievement by Matt Reeves and Andy Serkis and what they accomplished with this franchise. Uh, so I just wanted to shower it with some praise here because it it is a tough decision to make. It is, um, but you can't deny the genius that is on display with Inception. Yes. I mean, it, you watch it once and it messes up your dreams forever. Mm-hmm. You will never not have a dream and wonder if you were dreaming within your dream <laughs> for any reason. Like, even if you don't believe that someone's trying to steal the secrets out of your head, right? you will just have dreams within your dreams after that. And I cannot, I mean, Inception has been in my life basically ever since I've like been thinking about things like mm-hmm. they've been having stoner conversations or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, and so, like, maybe I can't, like, even, like, think about that idea without thinking of Inception first, uh-huh. which incepted those ideas in my head, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And so it's hard to get that out of my head. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes, so I agree with you. Exceptional. The Woody Harrelson's character and then just just the mad quest that he is on mm-hmm. and how that's paired with Caesars, um, Andy Circus. So, like, those two things and that de-evolution that, go, that goes on is really great and like brings it right to the edge but yeah i it's it's inception yeah i mean sure. inception has the ending that's left people talking for the last decade basically mm-hmm. so uh we'll move on then to the number seven scott pilgrim versus the world versus the number two seed get out and i love both these movies scott pilgrim's one of my favorites of that year get out's one of my favorites of that year um but and even though i would probably say that scott pilgrim has more of a sci-fi fantasy element to it um just with the crazy visuals and storytelling uh-huh. stuff that edgar's messing with uh get out is kind of on that same you know, yep. kind of comparison with arrival where it's kind of on a different level uh in terms of the themes it's playing with the performances at hand um and just the overall concept that peel's going for so get out is my vote and i'm sounds like it's yours as well yep 100 percent all right, so that one is moving on, which brings us then to the last section of the bracket in our round of 32. And the matchup is the number one seed, Attack the Block, versus number nine seed, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Josh? I think it's the Winter Soldier. I think so, too. As uh, much as I love Attack the Block. Attack the Block, so charming and fun, and it gave Joe Cornish that... Mm-hmm. what should have been a career launcher instead it was like a this movie's great but nobody we're not gonna do anything yeah about like, on, like honestly like if you if i'd watched that film again like honestly if i watched it now knowing what i know now i wouldn't have said john boyega put that guy in a star wars movie like he's great in it like mm-hmm. but like the idea like 
this Goonies alien attack right. vibe <laughs> is perfect. Whoever came up with this idea, and I would have went right to director and executioner, or director and like uh, scriptwriter and all mm-hmm. that thing. Like those are the elements like I enjoyed way more than maybe it was just like the English accents. I don't know. Like, that was like the whole thing. Like maybe I write people off that way. Um, but yeah, I I would do that for attack the block. But I love the ideas in Winter Soldier better because as evaluating these as sci-fi fantasy movies and then by their merits of like action and execution mm-hmm. and acting and everything like that the winter soldier gets my pick because it even though it's a marvel movie it leaps into the public consciousness about the information age google our lives on and offline and all of these like really dark patriot act like worst case scenario nightmarish ideas mm-hmm. jump it jumps into drone strikes and the morality <laughs> of all of these things and I think that is something way heavier and way cooler to run with than um, just a an action rom- or a you know a, a teen comedy adventure during an alien attack. Yeah, no, I mean I agree. I mean Winter Soldier, I still think is it's 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 tough to say what I think the the my favorite or the best Marvel movie is uh, from the MCU, but Winter Soldier is definitely up there, and it is uh, a movie that it doesn't have that intergalactic threat or a giant you know alien invasion that would be like oh this is typical sci-fi and that's kind of where attack the block is coming from um but it like you mentioned it still is dealing with those fan fantasy elements of it with mm-hmm. it being a superhero with it being you know um, two men at a time with uh you know all this kind of stuff it's playing with here and uh yeah i mean winter soldier is uh it's just really good and it's got it's got that nice sci-fi touch of you know Arnim Zola's memory being downloaded into a computer system yeah. from the seventies or whatever, and it's still working and it's still operating. And like, it's oh. just, it's just, it's, it's, it's just really, really good. And it gave us the Russo brothers and, uh, which I'm very thankful for. I mean, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's, it was their leap. Is that their, that's not their debut. Directorially. Really? Feature at least. Yeah. I mean, they directed, I think episodes of the like community and arrested development yeah. stuff, but this is their feature, which is why I'm, as much as I'm looking forward to them completing Endgame and seeing how they finish it up, I'm also just really excited to see what they do for the first time outside of the Marvel banner once they get to that cherry movie with Tom Holland we talked about on yeah. last week's uh, main show. It is nuts that those two guys are the wackos behind Arrested Development. I know. And, yeah. All right. It's, I mean, it's weird, but that's the world we live in. And so, with Winter Soldier moving on, we get to the number five seed, Cabin in the Woods, versus number four seed, Your Name, a movie that we advanced last week because we we're like, yeah, you know, it's prestigious. We've both heard about it. We'll check check it out. Maybe we didn't. And I did not. So now, Cabin in the Woods is the again kind of the de facto. You're moving ahead, but. I also want to say Cabin in the Woods is a really, really good movie. Yeah. it Like, I think we at the risk of repeating everything I said last time around, it, like, it plays with and toys with an entire genre of film mm-hmm. and minimizes it and makes it a game in a hilarious way that I didn't understand at first, was ticked off about, <laughs> and then have now, like, just in thoroughly enjoy my entire way through. Yeah. So, so Cabin in the Woods moves on, and our last two matchups here, we have the number six seed, The Martian, versus number three seed, Toy Story 3. Um, this one, Josh, as much as I love the Toy Story franchise and Toy Story 3 and the ending and the emotion I get behind it, 
we're talking about sci-fi fantasy and even though that those movies deal with toys coming to life when you're not paying attention that's <laughs> definitely a fantasy element to them mm-hmm. um the martian in terms of sci-fi space movies uh is up there with some of the best um definitely the last 10 years and really in years that could go on and extend beyond that because i think Mm -hmm. it's just so terrific really scott's return to prestigious like i'm still like that guy that gave you a gladiator uh, level of movie it's i'm not saying the martian is definitely is like a a gladiator but it's an alien though for sure that's true. He, I mean, he, he does. He's done, he's done <laughs> a lot. Thought, just thought it was funny that you're like Gladiator. Not I mean, that, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know. Uh, Gladiator's great. But The Martian, uh, really great. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon is here to science the crap out of poop and potatoes and uh, gives you a great heart through this movie. Um, and the ensemble that is uh, around him is Jeff Bridges, is Sean incredible. Bean, um, Jessica Chastain, uh, Sebastian Stan, Shilti uh, Ojefer. Yeah, Chua Tolo you for uh, Donald Glover, um, Jessica Chastain, uh, and uh, Daniel Cri- Bruhl, Chris- Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig, and uh, who's who's the Kate oh, Mara, um, the the one girl who is in Blade Runner twenty four nine, and Mackenzie Davis, mm-hmm. she's in their small role. I mean, it's just uh, incredible kind of stuff here. Um, so, I think. For me, it's the it's the Martian, and I'm agreeing with you right there as well. It's a crowd pleaser. It's an international. It's like a rival, but it's more much more of like a a crowd pleasing. Let's have fist bumps and cheers and a lot of brouhaha in a lot of ways. And there's mm-hmm. some good laughs and just overall the the dynamics of it are perfect. And I there's there's not a bad beat. It's it's funny. Matt Damon. It's his best. I think it's it's his best role since oh since okay since what. Since something else that he was good in, probably Goodwill Hunting. Uh, that bypasses a lot of stuff. It does bypass a lot. Bypasses of stuff. Oceans, which he's great in. He bypasses the Bourne movies, which is fantastic in. Yeah, and probably a bunch of other stuff I'm forgetting. <laughs> but those, no, those, those are two of my favorite I franchises. I think it's his best role since. Right. Because he's not even that great in. I mean, he just does like I am Linus. Yeah, I mean, he's. Not, yeah, I'm not saying it's an Oscar-worthy all. turn or anything. It's but. the it's the only good thing he's done since probably the Bourne films, where he's the star. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that pops off immediately in my head. Informant's really good. That's that's a fun. It's that's a fun movie, but it, it, it's not it's not the Martian. Yes, I agree. He got, he has a great mustache. <laughs> Props to makeup. So then we get into our last matchup in the round of thirty-two to see who advances to the Sweet Sixteen and into next week's uh, bracket challenge. It is what we do in the shadows versus Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the number ten seed versus the number two seed. Josh, you're shaking your head. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I just watched Spider-Verse last night and it was terrific in every every in every second. But what we do in the shadows is one of these movies where it is so lud- I mean, it's so ludicrous in every way that I, uh, I and and it's so funny and just absurd that I mean, I, like it it takes vampires in that premise and like, and just, it makes you buy into it and believe it and love it. And I think that's where I would end up putting my vote. With, I, with I, what we do in the shadows, with what we do in the shadows. And, and th- I'm saying this as someone who loves spider verse with all of his heart. Um, and recognizes how great it is. But I, what we do in the shadows is just a little bit, bit more for not not for me 
but like thinking in terms of this bracket and yeah. this scale. Uh-huh, no, yeah. Oh, it's tough because I think that Spider-Verse is a better movie than mm-hmm. what we do in the Shadows is. I think I'd find more enjoyment out of Spider-Verse than I do what we do in the Shadows. But it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week several times with many of these openings. like, eh, sci-fi fantasy? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a superhero movie, so yeah, there's those elements to it, but like, I don't, that's not what I think of it as. I think of it as a superhero movie, not a sci-fi fantasy film. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we do in the shadows is a, a fantasy movie. Uh, so it, it's tough. And we've already, uh, uh, I was going to say, we've already advanced uh, like five superhero movies, I think, four superhero movies. Um, so maybe we don't need a, a fifth one. But at the same time, like that's not Spider Verse's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so I don't, don't want to. I don't want to say that, and that be my reasoning for giving At what all. we do in the shadows the benefit here. Um, I, I, my gut says Spider Verse. My gut says Spider Verse too. I wanted to see if I could convince you, but <laughs> like I, I, I wrote it down before we even, you know, you wrote down spider verse. Yeah. I just wanted to see what kind of argument could be sustained by what we do in the shadows. Yeah. I mean, no, I, but I like, it is, it is, impo- it is so hard not to praise everything spider verse does yeah. or how it just so clearly and concisely drops five different parallel alternate universes into your lap. And each time, makes it clear what's going on and then at the same time tells a Miles Morales story and just like it embraces how weird and crazy the entire thing is and not for a single second do you think this is too much yeah at all although like one parent that I showed it to like said <laughs> yeah that's the case but Ugh. at the same time to like everything else about this is like great other than that and I was like all right <laughs> all right cool. fine uh yeah so Spider-Verse is our last movie to get into the Sweet 16, which brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, next, we will be back with our Sweet 16 and Elite Eight matchups, which will bring us Mad Max versus Black Panther, Avengers vs. Snowpiercer, Wonder Woman vs. The Lego Movie, X Machina vs. District 9, Arrival vs. Avatar, Inception vs. Get Out, Winter Soldier vs. Cabin in the Woods, The Martian vs. Spider-Verse. Those will be the matchups we kick off next week with, and then we'll also dive into our Elite Eight matchups based on those results as well. So let us know what you guys think of the bracket so far. We'll, uh, I will try to remember to post a, the, a visual image of the bracket on Twitter at some point this week. Um, so you guys can give us your comments on it that way as well. But those are our picks. You feeling good about it so far? I'm feeling good about it. Do we need to bring audience engagement in in any way for like tie breaking? Maybe. I mean, I, Colin has sent me his bracket because mm-hmm. he did it. So we could use his as a tiebreaker if we, uh, but some of them aren't the same, uh, you know, matchups. I, I know for a fact that he has a couple movies in the finals that we don't even have advancing at this point. What's so, the most absurd? You know, uh, I think he had last Jedi going like almost all the way, maybe, oh. if, maybe even all the way. I'll double check real quick. Oh, that's so sad. I do not know anything about good sci-fi. Oh, snap. Going at him. Uh, yeah, I got a little, like a week's worth of messages here from Colton, but, uh, let's see his, yeah, he had last year in the is, final. Is that, is that implication that here's a week worth of unsent messages that you were not replied to? No, 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 no. A week's worth of communication with Colton. About said Yes. Thing. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. About the bracket, about, it's like good, uh, no one casting about us, about a whole bunch of different things. So, uh, on that note, that is all we have for this episode of the big question. Again, 
tell us what you guys think of the brackets so far and who should advance. That way, if we have any tiebreakers, we guys we can bring your opinions in mm-hmm. because you are the friends and film audience. We want to make sure that your opinions are somewhat represented as well, even though we're the host, so we're going to be the the dominating uh, forces so far <laughs> uh, yes uh, but let us know what you guys think of the bracket uh, you can do so by us at from the film and you can follow me personally on twitter at movie cooper and me josh just joshua ryan and if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe share retweet and more plus head over to iTunes and give us a review with comments plus why join us into the show thanks again for tuning to the offensive podcast josh thank you for stopping in everyone be sure to turn next week for our future episodes